You're listening to a message from Victory Lipa. We hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. Do you have a favorite food that you absolutely like? All right? And, uh, but everyone else seems to dislike it. Yung pagkain na gustong gusto mo, pero ayaw ng iba. Meron ka man din? Now, I was talking to a couple of husbands uh, two days ago. A couple of days ago, we were having our victory group. And yun yung aming napagpwentuhan. Ano ba yung pagkain na, na gustong gusto mo? Okay, pero ayaw na ayaw naman ng iba. Okay, so uh, one husband says, alright, uh, I'll be telling something about my wife, okay? <laughs> Which brings me to the point na kapag ka nag-uusap kami mga lalaki, ang pinag-uusapan namin yung aming mga misis. And then, biro lang yun, biro lang yun. Paminsan-minsan lang, paminsan-minsan lang. So sabi niya, uh, let me tell you something about my wife. Kasi meron siyang favorite na pagkain, okay, paborito ng misis, okay, hindi ng husband, paborito ng misis, pero ayaw na ayaw niya at ng kanyang anak. Alright, alam niyo ba kung ano yung pagkain yun? You might wanna guess. Alright, eto yung picture. Hindi ba? Alam niyo pa kung ano yan? Ah, hindi niyo alam? Nobody knows? Alam niyo kung ano yan? Alright. Hindi niyo alam kung ano? Alright, that's actually buro. Alright, fermented fish. Sino sa inyo kumakain yan? Fermented fish. Ayun, okay, I see a couple of hands. Masarap yan, di ba? Lalo na kapag, ano yan, lalo na kapag, uh, alam mo yan, sunog, medyo sunog yung ilalim. Alright, tas mayroong kang pritong tilapia, mayroong kang iniyaw na talong, tas nagkakamay ka habang kumakain. So we're in a uh, eating mode today. Alright, buro. Husbands, you guys eat buro? Alright, ang tunay na lalaki daw ay kumakain ng buro. And then, uh, biro lang. <laughs> biro lang. <laughs> well, alam mo yan, uh, I, I know of a lady who, who grew up not eating vegetables. Alright, may ganun, may ganun ba kayong mga anak? Hindi kumakain ng, hindi kumakain ng vegetable. Ang tingin, sa, ang tingin sa gulay ay damo. Alright, ang tingin sa dahon ng malunggay ay damo. Alright, so, uh, Alam mo yun, yung, nung bata daw siya, tinatago niya yung gulay doon sa ilalim ng kanyang plato para hindi makita ng kanyang ama. Alright, sorry. Alright, hindi kasi natin ini-endorse siya. Na-debut lang. <laughs> tinatago daw yung gulay sa ilalim ng, ano, sa ilalim ng plato para hindi, para hindi makita ng ama. Kapag ka, ang ulam ay ginisang munggo, alright, so she will take the sabaw, okay, and the pork, or kung ano man yung sahog na nandun, pero iiwan niya yung munggo. Okay, kapag ka kumakain ng tinolang, kinukuha lang yung Yung manok lang, okay, iniiwan yung dahon ng, dahon ng malunggay o kaya dahon ng sile o kaya yung papaya at sayote. Iniiwan o kaya tinatago, okay, para daw, para daw hindi mapagalitan. Pero ngayon, nagiba na siya. Nagiba na siya. And she always, 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 talagang lagi niya dinedemanda, dapat laging may gulay sa pagkahinan. Alam na alam ko yon because I was married to her. I'm married to her. Okay. Wala siya ngayon dito, so hindi niya alam na pinag-uusapan natin siya. Okay. Ngayon, lahat ng space doon sa aming maliit na bakuran, tinatam na niya. Okay, tatanim siya ng kamatis, tatanim siya ng talong, at mainipin, okay, kapag hindi pa bumubunga yung kanya, sabi ko, kailan mo ba yan tinanim? but hindi pa daw tumutubo? Naiinip na siya. Alright? And, uh, um, that's the point. You know, somehow, somehow she felt different. When she, when she, nung nag-aaral siya sa college, hindi talaga siya kumakain ng gulay, hate na hate niya yung ampalaya, pero ngayon, gustong gusto na niya ng ampalaya. Ang palaya, kumakain-makain Alright, diba? Matamis yun. And then, mapait yun. Okay. So, uh, what she's saying is that when she began to understand the, the benefit, okay, yung beneficyo na nakukuha niya sa pagkain ng gulay, dietary fibers from vegetables. You guys agree with me? Nakakatulong yun sa ating digestion. When she grabbed a hold of the truth, ay, nagbago yung kanyang ano, nagbago yung kanyang pananaw, okay, sa mga pagkain na kulay berde, sa mga pagkain na kulay, uh, sa mga pagkain na kulay orange. Sabi niya, uh, pinipilis niya to sa aming mga anak. Okay, color your plate. Alright, color your plate. Meaning to say, okay, maglagay ka ng gulay dyan. Okay, maglagay ka ng carrots. Maglagay ka ng mga beans, mga greens. Alright? Because it's helpful. Okay, makakatulong yun sa iyong katawan. And you will thank us later. Yan, lagi yung sinasabi yan. Paglangin nyo, you will thank us. Alright, later. You will thank us in the future. Kasi we are, you know, uh, training you now. Training you now to eat vegetables. So those of you who are not eating vegetables, okay? Kung kayo ay uh, hotdog at tosino lang araw-araw, okay? Umaga, tanghali, gabi, hotdog, tosino. You know what? Uh, invite us in your home, okay? And we will bring our bulang lang. Okay, masarap na ka-partner yun, di ba? Meron kang tosino, meron kang, uh, uh, meron kang hotdog, tas meron kang bulang lang. Ay, panalong-panalo na yan talaga. <laughs> anyway, 
that is has something to do with the thing, the, the, the version that we were talking about today. There are things in life. There are things in life that we didn't necessarily like before, pero ngayon, di ba? It's now, those things are now very close to your heart. Ayoko dati ng aso. Alright? I, I, I don't like dogs. Ayoko ng poops, ayoko ng wee-wee, di ba? Pagka nasa loob ng bahay. But now we have one. Alright, something like that. Okay, hindi yun yung picture niya, pero exactly, you know, something like that. You guys are dog lovers, di ba? Ayaw nyo ng aso, ayaw nyo ng poops. Okay, ayaw nyo nang namumulot ng ano. But, but now, it changed my perspective kasi gusto ng mga anak ko. Okay, dahil gusto ng mga anak ko, sige, gusto ko na rin, sige, mag-alaga tayo ng aso. So, yung iba sa inyo, ayan nga, nabanggit ko kanina, alright, gulay. Yung iba sa inyo, eto, dati ayaw na ayaw mong ginagawa yan. Alright? Meron ba din sa inyo yan? Ayaw na ayaw mong maligo. Okay, ayaw na ayaw mong maligo. Isaling ko ka na hindi naliligo, pero dahil ayaw mo talaga Pero nung nasubukan mo, nasarap pala, refreshing pala kung paano maligo. Now, best friend mo na, yung tabo at saka yung timba. <laughs> okay, gustong-gusto man na maligo ngayon. Yung iba sa inyo, eto siguro. <laughs> Bago ka magpakasal, hindi mo yung ginagawa. Alright? Bago ka magpakasal, hindi mo yung ginagawa. Alright? Anthony, bro. Hindi, nagtututbrush si Anthony. Pero ngayon, okay ngayon, ang itsura ng toothbrush mo, ganyan na. Alright? Kasi sobrang-sobrang mo na siyang gustong gawin. Alright? Nakita mo yung benefit. O nga, ano, parang ayaw akong ikis ng misis ko. Ha. Hindi ka nagtututbrush eh. Pero nung nalaman mo na, you know, it's beneficial to you, then, di ba, it changes your perspective. Family time. Dati ayaw na ayaw mo yan. Pero nung nakarang pandemic, lahat tayo ay nasubukan. Lahat tayo ay dinala dito. Di ba? Napwersa tayo, kumbaga. Wala tayong, wala tayong choice but to stay with our family, to stay with our kids, to stay with our wife. And noon siguro ayaw mo. Okay, mas maigi pa sa yung mag hindi mag, mag, mag basketball na lang ako. Okay naman. Magbi-video games na lang ako. Okay? Lalabas ako with my friends. And now, gustong-gusto mo na. Sarap pa lang kasama ng mga anak, di ba? Sarap pa lang kasama ng missis. Especially when you're eating together, uh, talking with each other and just, you know, sharing stories, shared lives. Yan. Dati ayaw mo rin yan. Okay? Pero dahil nag-series tayo ng abide, gustong-gusto mo na. Alright. The last six weeks in yung ating pergusapan at the start of the year, our prayer and fasting. And I hope all of you guys are encouraged and inspired, you know, to really, uh, you know, carve out some time to, to read your Bible. Kasi napag-aralan talaga natin na this is the way of life. That without this, without, you know, God's Word, God's living Word, which is you know, living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, is what we need in life. So we're starting a brand new series, katulad kanisa ni Pastor Mix kanina, entitled uh, Stable and Sure. Alam mo kung, magkakaroon, kung magtatayo ka ng furniture shop, okay, yan ang ipangalan mo. Ang ganda, di ba? Stable and Sure. Parang Barnes and Noble. Okay, bookstore yun. Di ba? Stable and Sure. Uh, furniture shop. Di ba? Umatid ka lang ng church yan. Karo ka pa ng idea kung paano, kung paano mag, ano, kung paano mag, <laughs> paano mag-business. Alright. And, uh, oops, there you go. Sorry. So, alam natin kung gaano ka-importante yung pundasyon. Right? Kung ikaw ay nagpatayo na ng bahay, alam mo na ang unang-una talagang matagal na ginagawa. May mga karpentero ba dito? May mga mason ba dito? Right? Yun, ang, yun ang pinaka-importanteng kailangan mo munang ilatag. Right? Kasi yung laki ng bahay mo nakadepende sa pundasyon na ilalagay mo. Right? And it, it's, it's true. It's true in every area of our lives. Right? If, you, if you want to study engineering, okay, at gusto mong matuto ng higher mathematics, you cannot do that kung poor ang pundasyon mo sa arithmetic. Di ba? Kung hindi ka marunong mag-plus at saka mag-minus at saka mag-multiply, you cannot go to higher math. Alright? Same true with business. You know what? There are, there, are, there are important things in business you need to learn, di ba? Before you pursue that, before you go into that. Di ba? Kung paano ba, uh, you know, how to treat your employees well. Right? O kaya naman, yung pagbabahid ng tax, those things na kailangan mong malaman so that, um, alam mo yun, alam mo na tama yung dinadaanan mo. Alright? In relationships, in marriage. But you cannot build a strong marriage on lie. Sa kasinungalingan, right? And I've heard countless stories about it. You know, people about, uh, stories about, uh, dahil, alam mo yun, because of mistrust, and ang hirap na yung mag-heal, hindi ko naman sinasabing hindi nag-heal, but it takes a long time for it to be healed. And it's taking its toll to the kids and to the rest of the family. And it's just so hard. It's a mess. It's sticky. Napakahirap nun. 
That's why foundations are very, very important. Say with me, foundation. All right, foundation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Gusto natin na yung buhay natin. All right. Alam naman natin na, uh, you know, it's always full of, you know, trials and struggles and tribulations and different difficult situations. We've observed that in the last couple of years. You know, with this pandemic, napakahirap ng pinagdadaanan nating lahat. And our hope for this series is that yung, um, dahil matiba yung ating pundasyon, all right, tayo ay magkakaroon ng unwavering hope, unshakable faith, and undaunted missional living. I'll say it again. Unwavering hope, unshakable faith, and undaunted missional living. Sino sa inyo gusto nyo yan? Right? Sino sa inyo gusto yan? Hindi yung, kapag kayong bumaba yung, bumaba yung laman ng bank account mo, ikaw ay aligaga na kumbaga. Alright? Hindi yung meron lang dumating na problema, ikaw, hindi mo na alam kung ano yung gagawin. We don't want that to happen. What we want to happen is that, you know, your hope is that it's growing every day, it's getting stronger every day because it is anchored or it is anchored into something that cannot be taken away from you. At alam niyo kung ano yun? Ang pagmamahal ng ating Panginoong Yesus sa ating lahat. So, today we're going to talk about a uh, parable. Alright, how many of you like stories? Yeah, I love stories. The parable of the, the parable, parable of the tenant. So, can you stand with me as we read uh, the Word of God in Mark 12, verses 1 to 12? Alright, it's on the screen, uh, pero I would encourage each and every one of you, sana magdala kayo ng ano nyo, dali nyo yung mga Bible nyo next time, uh, so that we can read the Word of God together. So let's all read this with great enthusiasm. Verse 1, Jesus then began to speak, alright, hang on, thank you lahat. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, he put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He still sent another and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat. Others they killed. He had one left to send. A son. Whom he loved. He sent him last of all saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him. And the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then? will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of Scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. This is the word of God. Can we pray? You can now sit, uh, take your seat. Lord, maraming salamat sa pagkakataon nito. Lord, we pray that you open the eyes of our heart that we might see wonderful things from the verse that we just read. Lord, continue to fill us with the knowledge of your will so that we might live a life worthy of you and so that we might please you in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, bigyan ko lang ka ng konting background what's happening here. This is the Passover week. Alright, ito yung time na malapit na yung passion ni Christ. Ito yung time na malapit na siyang arrestuhin ng mga na religious leaders at malapit na siyang ipakos across. Now, it starts with, uh, in Mark 11, ito yung uh, triumphant entry to, uh, oops, yan, triumphant entry to, entry to Jerusalem. Ito yung natatanda nyo ba yung story? Yung meron siyang pinakuha na colt and then sasakay daw siya doon. Uh, may turn tayo dyan eh, di ba? Linggo ng palaspas. Okay, so, uh, late na, nung pagkapasok niya ng Jerusalem, late na nung time na yun, so he went to Bethany together with his disciples. Sino yung mga kaibigan niya sa Bethany, kung naalala niya? Alright? Si Martha, si Mary, at si, si Lazarus. And then he went back the following day. Alright? So triumphant entry to Jerusalem, nagpunta ng Bethany, bumalik sa Jerusalem, at eto yung kanyang nadaknan. Alright? Nakita niya. Nakita niya yung mga money changers, yung mga nagtitinda ng mga kalapati dun sa temple. 
Anong ginawa ni Jesus? All right? He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Di ba? Galit na galit siya. Uh, at na, dito natin makikita yung, yung, yung famous line when he said, uh, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you cannot do that in my house. It should be a house of prayer. So he, he drove them away. And etong matinde, nakita siya ng mga religious leaders who were over there during that time. And so, ang tanong nila sa kanya, by what authority are you doing these things? Alright? They ask, and who gave you authority to do this? Sino ang nagsabi sa'yo na kailangan mong gawin yan? At ano? Okay, saan nanggagaling authority mo para gawin yan? Then, the parable, the parable that we just read. Ano sabi dito? Jesus then, that was the then, alright? Ito yung then. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. Now, ano ba yung parables? Alright, we all know it. It's a, it's a uh, something that is being cast alongside, alright? Pag, para magkaroon yung, yung story, okay, ng, ano, ng, ng, uh, uh, ng meaning, alright? Para magkaroon siya ng, ano, ng, ng truth, or this is something to illustrate a certain truth. Alright. And in the Gospels, marami tayong makikita mga parables doon. Alright. Uh, more or less mga 35 to 40. Mga 35. 35 parables. Ngayon si Jesus, uh, hindi naman siya, ano, hindi naman siya laging uh, sa parables nagtuturo. Kung mayroon siya mga gustong ituro, hindi naman, hindi naman palaging parables yung kanyang, gina, kanyang ginagamit. Dumating lang yung time na, hmm, Parang itong mga taong to, ayaw talagang makinig sa akin. And so, uh, he did not say anything to them without using a parable since then. Gumagamit na siya ng mga matatalinhagang mga kwento. Okay? Hindi para, uh, dalawa yung purpose niya. Okay? Unang-una, para, alam mo yun, iba yung tama eh. Kapag kayong, alam mo yun, yung nakikinig ka ng kwento tapos naramdaman mo, parang, parang I'm the one in the story. Parang ako yung nasa kwento, di ba? May ganun, naka-experience na pa kayo ng ganun. Yung, yung, nagkukwento pero parang ikaw yung pinapatamaan. <laughs> di ba? Yung mga teachers, ganun eh. Okay, meron akong teacher dati na ganun, pero I love the teacher. Kung nagkukwento siya ka, parang uh, lagi niyang kukwento yung estudyante na lagi natutulog sa klase. Alright? Okay, laging may, mayroon siyang kwenta tungkol doon. Eh, ako yun. <laughs> okay. Ako pala yung kanyang pinapatamaan. But that, that's what it. Uh, in the early parts of his ministry, Jesus had not used any parables, just like what I said a while ago. And then suddenly, he, began, he begins telling them exclusively to the surprise of the disciples kasi maski yung mga disciples hindi nila maintindihan. Okay, hindi nila maintindihan. Kaya lang, uh, minsan ang ginagawa ni Jesus, di, minsan, direct to the point yung meaning, direct to the point yung ibig niya sabihin. Naiintindihan, naiintindihan na lahat. But sometimes, it's, it's hidden. Alright, nakailangan pa niyang itabay yung mga disciples and tell them what's the meaning of that particular parable. Now, eto, etong parable na pag-uusapan natin, I think it's straight to the point. Madali siyang maintindihan. Kasi, uh, in verse 2, okay, by the way, I would like to introduce you muna dito sa mga characters ng parable na to, alright? Take note of this. The landowner is God, the vineyard is Israel, yung binasa natin kanina, the tenants are the Jewish uh, religious group leaders, yung landowners, landowner servants are the prophets, the son of course is Jesus, and the other tenants are the Gentiles, alright? Take note of these characters as we go along with the story. Yan. A man planted the vineyard and he put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press and built a watchtower. Now, yung word palang na vineyard, okay, pag yan ay narinig na ng mga Israelites, narinig yan na ng mga religious, religious leaders, they know. Alam nila kung anong ibig sabihin nito. Alam nila. Kasi alam niyo kung bakit? Nare-recognize nila yung sinabi ni Prophet Isaiah sa chapter 5 verses 1 to 7. It's not on my screen. But the vineyard represents Israel. At yung, at yung prophecy na yun, Isaiah, has something to do with judgment that's about to come sa nation of Israel because of their uh, stubbornness. Kaya nung marinig nila ito. Alright? A man planted a vineyard. Oops! Now you get our attention. Alright? Nakuha mo kaagad yung aming, ano, nakuha mo kaagad yung aming, yung aming attention. And uh, notice, kung gaano ka... ka uh, kaayos iprinipir, okay, ng, ng, uh, ng may-ari ng lupa, yung kanyang vineyard. Naglagay siya ng, naglagay siya ng, ng, ng walls around it, alright, para map, you know, to prevent from, uh, you know, animals trying to devour the crops, probably, 
O kaya naman yung mga magdanakaw, meron siyang watchtower na tagabantay. Meron siyang wine press. You know how they, how they do it uh, then? Okay, inaapakan nila yung ano? Inaapakan nila yung, yung ubas to extract the juice. Alright, ganun nila ginagawa. So, he prepared. Pinaghandaan niya talaga. E, 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 this is something, you know, this is something that na kung makikita mo, oh, parang gusto ko rin magkaroon ng ganyan. Right? Gusto kong rentahan yan. Kung ikaw ay aalis, okay, gusto kong, uh, gusto kong rentahan yan. Alright, yun yung watchtower. Now, then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. Now, it's customary to, to, their, to their time na common sa kanila ito, yung practice na to na may mga tenant, may-ari ka ng lupa, meron kang, ten, meron kang farm, may magre-rent. It's still happening now. Okay, yung family ko sa Norte, ganito sila. Okay, ganito pa rin yung pinapractice sila. Okay, may tenant, ikaw muna magsaka, ikaw muna magtanin ng palay. Pag umani ka, bayaran mo na lang ako. Okay, meron silang tawag doon, eh, muerto. I don't know if that's the, the term here in Batangas. Uh, meron dito bro, eh, pag nagpapaalaga ka ng baboy o kaya ng kambing, tsaka baka. Iwi. Tatay, correct. Maraming salamat. Ganun nga yun. Nagpapaiwi. Okay. Ngayon, pag nagpaiwi ka, hindi sa yun. Okay, pag nanganak yun, di ba tayo no? hati kayo sa ano, hati kayo sa, sa, sa magiging anak, di ba? Pero magugulat kayo dito sa kwentong ito, kung ano yung nangyari. So, uh, at the harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. Now, alam naman natin na ang ubas ay hindi agad-agad yan nabubuna, namumunga, right? Three to five years, the least. Siguro kung grafted, eh, wala, hindi pa uso yung grafting noon siguro, okay? Hindi pa grafted yung kanilang mga ubas, okay? Kung grafted siguro, mas mabilis. Pero this particular story, ano yan? At three to five years or four, okay, bago siya uh, babunga. Now, there is a law in Leviticus, alright, na sinasabi that a farmer would not use the fruit until the fifth year. Dun sa kailim, pagdating na kail, ng ikalimang taon, tsaka pa lang niya pwedeng gamitin yung, yung kanyang ani for business or commercial purposes. Okay, kaya yung, yung may-ari ng lupa, yung may-ari ng lupa, wala pa naman akong aanihin dyan. In other words, anything that will grow sa, you know, in between, okay, kung ano man yung mga crops na natutubo doon sa lupa, okay, na probably baka itatanim din ng mga tenant, dapat meron akong share. I should have a share of that. So, ganun ang ginawa niya. Uh, nag-send siya. Nung time ng harvest time, so probably this is in the fifth year, okay, so nung, nag, nung nag-send na siya ng, ng mga uh, na servants, alright, to collect, okay, Kukunin ko na yung aking parte. Okay, nagpa-iwi ako sa iyo. Ibigay mo na sa akin yung uh, ibigay mo na sa akin yung aking parte. Aba. All of a sudden, yung mga tenants, ayaw nila. Pwede ba 'yun? Kay pwede ba 'yun? Naglalaga ka ng baboy, 'di ba? Nagpaiwi ng baboy tapos ayaw mong ibigay yung share ng may-ari. Siya yung may-ari. Ganito yung ginawa nila. Ganito yung ginawa nila. Ayaw nila. Ah, uh, kumpara, sabi dito, they seized him, they beat him and sent him away empty-handed. You know, the word beat here refers to severe beating or flogging. Ito yung ano, it literally meant to remove the skin. Ito yung hinampas ka ng hinampas hanggang sa matanggal yung ano mo, matanggal yung, yung, yung balat mo. Grabe no? Tenant lang sila, pero sobra silang ano, sobra silang cruel, right? I mean, they cannot, they cannot stand the presence of a servant na ipinadala lang naman para mangulag. Wala naman akong kasalanan dito I was, I, I'm asked to, to collect what is due for my master. Pero bakit niyo ako pinapahirapan? Ganoon ang ginawa nila. They flog them hanggang sa matanggal yung kanilang, yung kanilang yung balat. That is extreme weeping. Tama ko kung napahalo ka na ba ng ganun? <laughs> Sana wala. Huwag niyo paluin yung mga anak niyo ng ganun hanggang sa matanggal yung balat sa pet. No? Don't do that. Probably this slave was dispatched with empty-handed. Okay, ako bakong binigyan siya, baka meron siyang, ano lang, ah, uh, prune lang. <laughs> Hindi pa prunes, prune lang, isa lang. Hindi pa ubas, okay? Kulubot na ubas pa yung binigay sa kanya. But you know what I mean, okay? Wala siyang nakuha kasi ayaw mamigay ng mga tenants. Now, then he sent another servant to them. They struck him, this man, to the head and treated him shamefully. Now, the word shamefully, there probably has something to do with baka kinalbo siya. Kasi during the time, di ba, kapag kamahabang mo, it's like a it's like a, ano, parang social status, something like that. Right? Ngako kung ikaw ay kakalbuhin, that's, man, shameful at its, shame at its core. Di ba? Uh, he was treated with indignity. Uh, he was disgraced. You know, treated shamefully. Okay. 
Eh, ganun nga, ang ginagawa lang naman niya ay kolektahin kung ano yung para sa kanyang amo. Are you guys getting, yung, are you guys getting the, the character ng mga, uh, ng mga tenants? And then he sent still another and that one they killed. Eto na to. Eto extreme na talaga to. Bakit? Kasi may murder nang nangyari. May murder nang nangyari. And that one they killed. He sent many others. Okay, pagkatapos ng isang pinatay nila, nag-send pa siya ng iba. And some of them, they beat, treated shamefully, and others, they killed. Parang wala sila. Ano to? Parang this is, you know, this, this is horrible. This is terrible thing. What, what, what are you guys doing? And you know what? The character that this tenants represents are the religious leaders of that time. Not only of that time, but of religious leaders of history. We know from the Old Testament, alam natin kung paano namatay si Jeremiah. Alam natin kung paano siya pinahirapan. And a few, a few chapters before chapter 12, alam niyo ba kung anong ginawa nila kay John the Baptist? Pinugutan lang naman siya ng ulo. The king, the religious leaders during the time. So sinasabi ni Jesus ito, that's what I meant. Every, every person that I sent to you to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the message of, of forgiveness, of love, of mercy, and of grace, anong ginagawa niyo sa kanila? Binabato niyo, pinapahirapan niyo. In fact, pinapatay niyo pa sila. This is what you're doing. These are the prophets that I sent you. Kaya yung mga religious leaders during the time, parang, whoo, di ba sa dulo na alaman nila na parang kami ang pinapatamaan nito ah. Di ba sobrang, ano, sobrang na-struck yung kanilang conscience. I don't know about you, pero kung, kung ganun, ipapamukha sa'yo. Remember the story of David and Nathan? Okay, nung si David ay nag-commit siya ng adultery kay, Bathsh- kay Bathsheba and then uh, si David, uh, he let si Uriah to, to be killed dun sa war. And then, pinuntahan siya si Nathan, and then, parang may, may parable na sinabi si, ano, si Nathan sa kanya. Di ba? Galit na galit si David. Ano sabi ni Nathan sa kanya? Ikaw yun eh. Parang ganito siya sabi ni Jesus, kayo yun eh, you're the man. Kayo ang gumawa nito sa kanila. Kayo ang gumawa nito sa kanila. They missed it. E ang purpose lang naman talaga ni Lord, di ba? That's why He sent those prophets is to proclaim God's salvation, to proclaim God's love, to proclaim God's mercy para sa kanila. And they failed to catch it. Na-enjoy nila masyado yung power. Na-enjoy nila masyado yung kanilang religiosity. You know what, folks? Sometimes it's applicable to us. Okay? Hindi ko naman sinasabi na batuhin nyo yung mga nag... <laughs> yung mga nagtatry mag-engage sa inyo. Ano, ano, na, ano, alam mo, maging part ka ng victory group. Okay, mag-one-to-one tayo. Ano? Hindi naman ganun. But these are people being sent by God so that the nation of Israel can be saved. Have you noticed here kung gano'ng ka-patient si Lord? How many of you here appreciate mo na patient talaga si Lord? Napaka-patient siya, di ba? Hindi siya tumigil sa isa lang na servant eh. Nag-send pa siya ng isa, alright? Nung namatay yung isa, sige, magsisend pa rin ako. Nung napahirapan yung isa, sige, maipapadali pa rin ako. That's what's going on. And we should appreciate God's patience. Sabi nga dito, you know, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repent. Tapos kapatid, baka nandito ka ngayon at yan yung ginagawa mo. You're parang pinipilit mong itaboy. Okay? Pinipilit mong itaboy yung mga, yung, mga, yung mga lessons na natututunan mo, yung mga, you know, the Word of God being preached to you. Drinag ka lang ba papunta dito? Hindi naman siguro, di ba? Ah, hindi naman. Lahat kayo voluntarily and willingly came here to worship the Lord. But there are people like this. That they keep like, you know, shying away to what God is telling them through the people being sent into their lives. Well, in history, ako, ganyan din naman ako noon eh. Di ba, ganyan naman tayong lahat noon. Di ba, we try to. May nag-invite sa akin. Ano, uh, I was in New Belt during the time. I-invite niya ako maging part ng Victory Group and I ran away. <laughs> Literally run away. Okay. But I keep coming to church. I keep coming to church. We, we have stories like that. We have stories like that. At napaka-patient ni Lord. Napaka-patient talaga ni Lord kasi hindi niya tayo tinigilan. 
Hindi niya title. Pwede ba nating mamaya baka pwede mong pasalamatan. Okay, to those of you who are worshiping with us online, baka pwede mong i-message pasalamatan, i-mention mo sa comment section yung taong nagpursu sa iyo. O yan ang taong nagpursu sa iyo para para sabihin sa iyo, alam mo mahal ka ng Diyos, may plano ang Diyos sa buhay mo. Kaya niyang patawarin ang kasalanan mo, kaya kanya bigyan ng bagong buhay. Maybe you can thank those persons later on. And we should because without them, without them, di ba? we will never hear the message of God's forgiveness and salvation. Patience, Lord. Then he had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, they will respect my son. Ito na yung ano eh. Okay, yung anak ko na yung papadala ko. Alam mo yun, kapag kayong, uh, uh, kapag kayong anak, may-ari na ang naandyan, o kaya yung anak ng may-ari ang naandyan, minsan mahihiya ka, di ba? Oops, nandyan na yung may-ari. Nandyan na yung anak ng may-ari. Okay, dyan, parang ganito yan eh. Di ba, pag nagpapahiram ka ng bola, ng basketball, okay, so, ginagamit siya ng mga, ano, ginagamit siya ng mga kapitbahay niyo. Tapos, uh, dadating yung anak mo doon sa court kasi kukunin na niya yung bola. May hihiya yung mga yun. Kasi, oy, nandiyan na pala si, ano, nandiyan na pala si Utoy. Uh, kukunin na yung, ano, kukunin na yung bola. Nahihiya sila. So, ganun ito, ganito yung ginawa ng, ano, may ari ng vineyard. He sent his son. Ang sabi dito, uh, son whom he loved. This is Jesus. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. They will respect my son. And we know all. Alam nating lahat kung ano nangyari. Diba? Instead na, mahiya naman kayo sa anak ng may-ari. Hindi ganun yung kanilang ginawa. Ito yung kanilang ginawa. Okay? Nagkaroon sila ng strategic meeting. Alright? They said to one another, di ba, nag-meeting sila, nag-strategy sila kung ano yung kanilang gagawin. At ano yung kanilang napagkasunduan na gagawin. Alright? Let's kill him. Patayin natin yung heir. Di ba, they thought that if they killed the owner's son, the owner would then just give up and let them have the vineyard. Now, this is what's so fascinating to me about this verse. Alam ba ng mga conspirators against Jesus that they are knowingly rejecting Him? Alam ba ng mga religious or teachers of the Lord that they are knowingly rejecting the Messiah? Parang ganun yun. It, it, it sounded that way. Kasi sabi dito, this is the heir. Kilala nila, anak, ito na may are. Anak, ito na may are. This is the heir. Come, let's kill Him and the inheritance will be ours. Alright? Let's kill Him and the inheritance will be ours. Take note. Take note. Yung tenants dito pertains to the religious leaders of the time. Isn't it? Isn't it true na alam nila that Jesus is the Messiah? Alam kaya nila na yung kanilang, na etong etong Jesus na to na nagpapagaling ng mga may sakit na, na who, who entered uh, Jerusalem in a, in a cult na um, doing all these miracles, alam kaya nila that He's really the Messiah and they refuse to believe it? They refuse to accept it. They reject na He is the Messiah. Look at this parable. It sounded that way, parang ganun. Parang ganun. It's like, it's like na-recognize ng Sanhedrin, di ba? Yun yung leader ng mga religious group. They recognized that Jesus was the Son of God, the Messiah of Israel. Pero yung kanilang ginawa. They rejected Him. In fact, it was a prophecy. Kasi, they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. Jesus was saying this, this story. Ang sinasabi na Panang Jesus, papatayin siya and they will throw him out of the vineyard. Remember, the vineyard represents Israel. Jesus was crucified outside of Jerusalem. That week, that particular week, mga three days siguro pagkatapos ng kwentong ito, Jesus was crucified outside of Jerusalem. Grabe, no? This is an ultimate gesture of ingratitude. Ultimate gesture of ingratitude. Yung thought na lang that they will kill someone na wala namang kasalanan, eh. Right? That particular thought alone. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling already. Pero sila, they don't have any regard for Jesus. They don't have any regard for the Son of Man. They don't have any regard for the Messiah. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyards 
to others. You know what? Over a hundred years, you know, Israel's kings and religious leaders had rejected God's prophets. Just like we mentioned a while ago. Marami silang pinatay, marami silang nireject. And recently nga si John the Baptist. And you know what? This prophecy happened because in 70 AD, right, right after Jesus' crucifixion, right after Jesus' crucifixion, God allowed the temple to be destroyed by the Romans. Completely destroyed, completely destroyed the Sanhedrin. Alright, wala na yung mga religious leaders and started the birth of the church. It happened. Sabi nito, uh, I will give the vineyard to others. Sino yung mga others na yun? Tayo yun, di ba? Sa story tayo. Tayo yung mga Gentiles. Ibinigay. Kasi yung mga Israelites, hindi na kayo nagiging fruitful eh. Right? You're supposed to be fruitful. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be the light of the world. You're not doing that. You're supposed to represent me and you're not doing that. Right? So I'm going to take away the vineyard away from you and give it to others instead. 70 AD, temple was completely destroyed and the church was born. The church. Kaya tayo nandito ngayon. Okay? Kasi produkto, produkto tayo yan. So, and then Jesus mentioned this to them, to them in verse 10. Haven't you read this passage of Scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This psalm is in, this verse, Jesus is quoting Psalm 118. Now, the religious leaders, alam nila kung anong ibig sabihin ito. Alam nila ito. Kasi nire-recite nila ito. Nire-recite nila ito, binabasa nila ito sa templo. All right? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. It's fascinating how alam na alam na nila. All right? They know the prophecy. They, they read it. They memorize it. Pinapangaral nila ito. Nire-recite nila ito palagi. And yet, they missed it. In fact, they rejected it. They rejected it. At eto, dito kayo magugulat. Alam niyo kung bakit nagkaganan? The, uh, the stone the builds Richard has become the cornerstone. Jesus' rejection is actually God's plan. Kamot ako sa ulo. Okay naman. <laughs> ha? Plano ng Panginoong Jesus na ma-reject? Plano na, ng Panginoong Jesus na ma-reject ang kanyang, ang kanyang, ano, ang kanyang, ang kanyang nag-iisang anak? Why? Bakit? Why, why is it? Why is it God? Why is, why is it God? Why is it Jesus was prophesied to be the cornerstone? Why is it that Jesus was prophesied to be, you know, to be the to be to be the savior, to be the savior? Do what? Kailang irereject siya. Kailang irereject siya, and that is mind-boggling for me, probably to you as well. Bakit kano? Nireject siya pero plano palayon, will palayon ng ating panginoon just na siya ay mareject. You know what? God's plans and thoughts are you know, basically higher than us. Sometimes we cannot comprehend. But He did this. He did this to shame the wisdom of the people whom, alright, na kung saan pinagtiwala niya, supposed to be carry my name for the rest of the world. For the rest of the world. Maganda sanang i-preach to yung rejection. Alam mo kung nakaka-feel ka ng rejection. Ito kasi Jesus rejected din siya. Diba? But his identity was, you know, it's still secured. It's still strong. Alam niya kung kanino siya. Pero hindi yun yung point ng message nito. Jesus was prophesied. Jesus was prophesied to be the Messiah, to be the cornerstone. Yun yung, yung the cornerstone was used as a base to make sure the other stones of the building were straight and level. Alam nyo yun, yung kapag ka nagtatayo ka ng bahay, lahat ng, lahat ng susunod na bato, lahat ng susunod na semento na ilalagay mo doon sa bahay na yun, nakasunod sila dito sa cornerstone na to, dito sa base na ito. Ito yung aking magiging focal point. Ito yung aking magiging focal point. And that's the message for all of us today. That's the measure for all of us today. Ang sinasabi ni, ni Jesus sa mga, sa mga religious leaders during the time, I am the foundation. You rejected me, but I am the cornerstone. I am the true foundation. You cannot live this life apart from me. Okay, kung nandito ko ngayon, kapatid, and you're building your life something on something else apart from Jesus, kapatid, it's going to fail. 
It's going to fail. If you're building your life on your wealth, if you're building your life on your properties, if you're building your life on your career or your education, kapatid, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. Build your foundation if there's something that cannot be taken away from you. Diba sinabi ko yung kanina, ang ating Panginoong Jesus. That's why we started this year with the series Abide. Diba yung ating prayer and fasting is something to do with, something to do with abiding in God's Word because that is where we can get our true foundation, yung totoong pundasyon ng ating buhay, how we relate to others, how we treat our finances. Every area of our lives. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of, of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Tatlong bagay na pwede natin i-apply as I close. Dito sa verse na to is that life of surrender. Kailangan natin magkaroon ng buhay that's always surrendered to the Lord. Which brings me to ask you, ano pa yung mga bagay na hindi mo isinusuko sa Panginoon? Mga bagay na hindi mo sinusuko sa Kanya. You know, when we surrender our heart to God, I came across this verse and, grabe lang, when we surrender, uh, surrender your heart to God, to God, turn to Him in prayer and give up your sins, even those you do in secret. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge and your darkest night will be brighter than noon. You will rest safe and secure, filled with hope and emptied with worry. Alam mo, ano pa yung mga bagay na hindi mo sinasurrender sa, sa ating Panginoong Isus? When we surrender our heart to God, turn to Him in prayer and confess our sins, you know what? We will live a life free of shame, we will be confident and fearless, just like what the, the verse says. Our troubles will be like water under the bridge. The dark night we are going through will, will be brighter than noon. We will be able to sleep well at night. How many of you here you want? Gusto mo makatulog na mahimbing sa gabi? We will be able to sleep well at night because we are safe and secure. We will be filled with hope and empty with worry. How many of you here you want to experience those benefits? Right? We all want that kind of life. Solid to, mga paps. Solid talaga to. Ngayon, anong kailangan mong gawin? Surrender. Surrender your heart to God. I don't know. I don't know what habits you have at the moment. What thought process you have at the moment. What actions or the words that's coming out of your mouth, yung mga schemes mo. Na alam mo naman na kapag ka, hindi kasi, okay, okay, okay lang ba na ang surrender ko lang eh, itong ano na to? O sige, yung pagiging pasyensyo, ito lang yung isasurrender kay Lord. Pero the rest, okay? Yung pagiging palikero, yung pagiging, hindi. Ano, personal business ko na yun. No. Surrender everything to the Lord. If you want to live this kind of life, no mayroong freedom or may kalayaan, totoong kalayaan, then you need to surrender your heart to the Lord. Number two, life of dependence. Kanino ka ba nakadepende? Saan ka nakadepending yan? You know, we sometimes find it difficult. To, I agree with this. We sometimes find it difficult to rely on God and instead find ourselves depending on our own strength and on worldly wisdom. Alam mo, misan, hindi, self-reliance na lang. Okay? Sariling discarte ka na lang. Sariling discarte na lang. Ako na lang ang gagawa nito. Hindi ko na lang, hindi ko naman kailangan si Lord. I can do this on my own. I'm, I'm experienced. Marami na akong alam sa buhay. Alright, puti na nga yung buhok ko eh. Okay? Dahil puti na yung buhok ko. In fact, wala na nga akong buhok eh. Diba? Sobrang, sobrang dami ko na experience. I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own. That's self-reliance. People believe that they can accomplish things in life through talent, training, and hard work. That's true. Totoo naman yun. Kung nagtitrain ka talaga, nag-work hard ka talaga, may talent ka, you can accomplish these things. But we can do this by either being self-reliant or God-reliant. Question is, are you relying on God right now or on your own power? Are you relying on, on God's forgiveness or mercy or blessing? Okay? Or your provision niya or you're relying on your own discarte? You know what, folks? We miss God's plan for our lives uh, because we cannot achieve, ni natin ma-achieve yung impact, the fullness of the life that God wants, wants us to have apart from Him. Napag-aralan natin ito two weeks ago. 
Diba? I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Kapatid, kung tayo ay hiwalay sa Panginoon, wala tayong magagawa. Wala tayong magagawa. Apart from Christ, our efforts are unfruitful. Uh, wala. Wala talagang kwenta, kumbaga. Apart from Him. So are you depending on God right now? And lastly, life of perseverance. Life of perseverance. Those who overcome and persevere in faith will inherit eternal life. That's what the Bible says. You know, people will be holy, they will be blameless and above reproach if they continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Are you persevering in faith? Are you abiding in God's word so that the fruit of the Spirit will be, will be developing you? Nagpipersevere ka ba? Alam mo, kapatid, itong verse na to, nakakatakot ito. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left. Parang ganito yan. Ito yung ginawa ng mga, ano, ginawa ng mga tenants, right? They continue to reject Jesus. They continue to reject the Messiah. And you know what, folks? This might happen to us. Now, if we keep on sinning deliberately, alam na natin na mali, alam na natin na mali yung mga practices natin, then we have received, and we receive the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sin is left. Are you still ignoring the leading of the Holy Spirit? Alam mo, magbayad ka ng tamang tax. Alam mo, magpatawad ka. Forgive others so that you will be forgiven as well. As well. Warning ito para sa atin. Ito, warning ito sa mga Jewish Christians ng araw, pero tingin ko, warning din ito sa ating lahat. If you continue, if you deliberately keep on sinning, folks, sabi dito, only fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire will consume the enemies of God. Nakita niyo yung judgment na ginawa ni Jesus sa kanila? destroyed the temple, broke the Sanhedrin, they were scattered, the church was burnt. Fascinating. At ayaw natin mangyari ito sa ating lahat. Alright? Ayaw mong mangyari ito sa kakilala mo, ayaw mong mangyari ito sa mahal mo sa buhay. Now, paano ba natin ito maiwasan? Paano kung maiwasan to, to, you know, not to deliberately keep on sinning? How do I do that? Well, there's a lot of means. Alright? Coming to church is one of them. Pero may isa pang way. And I'll tell that uh, later on. Sabi dito, if you do not hear the well-beloved Son of God, you have refused your last hope. He is God's ultimatum. Nothing remains when Christ is refused. No one else can be sent. Heaven itself contains no further message. If Christ be rejected, hope is rejected. Folks, Christ is our only hope. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10.31 You want? Gusto mo ba my experience yan? Alright, I do not mean to scare you, pero if that's, kung yun ang message na natanggap mo, na nakakatakot pala, then so be it. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You know what? God's awesome is power. But His punishment is also terrible. So, how can we continue to persevere in faith so that we can live a life that is pleasing to the Lord? Sabi sa verse 23 ng Hebrew, it's not on the screen. Sabi niya, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. God is able to help us in times of our need. He promised to provide a way of escape when we are tempted. Paano ba natin marirealize yun na para hindi ako, uh, I, I don't want to fall into the dreadful thing of you know, terrible judgment of the Lord. In verse 24, it says in here, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. You know what? Community pala ito. 
Okay? Para ikaw ay manatili, para maging, persevere ka sa, maging perseverance ka sa faith mo, you need to be part of a community. You cannot do it alone. Diba? Life is meant to be shared. Life is not meant to be lived alone. Kailangan mo ng mga kasama, kapatid. Kailangan mo ng, ng ibang tao na mag-encourage you, to, to, to encourage you so that you will live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. You know what? Ganyan ang nangyayari sa Victory Group. Plug in lang. Alright? Be part of a Victory Group. Kung wala ka pang Victory Group, be part of one. Because that's what we do. We continue to encourage. We meet together and we encourage each other, each other so that, right, so that we will be aligned to the will of God in our lives and we able to please a life that is, live a life that is pleasing, pleasing to Him. So, last two slides. Ito na. Have you come to know Christ as your Lord and Savior? First question. Have you come to know Christ as your Lord and Savior? Sa mga nanonood ngayon, alright, worshiping with us. Have you come to know Christ as your Lord and Savior? At kung ikaw ay believer na, okay, ito naman yung tanong para sa'yo. What have you done with Jesus? What have you done with Jesus? Katulad ba tayo ng mga religious leaders na patuloy natin siyang nire-reject? Patuloy natin nire-reject yung leading ng Holy Spirit? What have you done with Him? Folks, you know what? Sobra tayo minamahal ng Panginoon. Lahat ba tayo nag-agli? Kaya okay, we all said as we, as, we, as we close. And ask yourself this question. If you're here today, if you're here today, I'm asking you this. Have you, if you're here today at hindi mo pa tinatanggap ang Panginoong Isus bilang Panginoon at Tagapagligtas, have you come to know Jesus, Jesus as your Lord and Savior at hindi mo po yung ginagawa? Pwede mo bang ipikit ang iyong mga mata? Yoko, yoko lahat ng mga If you're that person, can you just, can you raise your hand? Kung nandito ko ngayon, yes, thank you for those hands. Salamat. You know, this is the most important decision that you're going to do. I'll call Pastor Mix to, to pray for you in a while. But if that is you, kapatid, you're doing, basically doing the best decision that you will ever do in your life. And if you're a believer, what have you done with Jesus? What have you done with Jesus? Are you continue living a life that's nire-reject mo siya palagi? Yung mga impressions niya sa'yo, nire-reject mo. Yung mga Minsan ayaw mo magbasa ng Bible kasi lagi kang tinatamaan. You're rejecting those teachings. What have you done with Him? Maybe, baka ngayon na yung tamang oras. Ngayon na yung tamang You're a believer. You're a Christian already. Pero, you know, you're not living the life that God has called you to be. And you're not bearing those fruits. The fruit of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians. Maybe, that, kasi patuloy mong pinupush away continue to push away Jesus. Maybe this is the time that we settle this once and for all. That Jesus, I will never reject you once again. Not again. And let your word, let your word transform me from the inside out and allow me to live a life that is pleasing to you.